Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a higher trade to sharply higher trade in the grain markets here on Tuesday. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time following the three-day holiday weekend. May corn futures up seven cents at 6.59 and three quarters. December corn is up two and a half at six dollars and a quarter. May soybean futures up 11 cents at 16.14 and a half. November soybeans up four and a quarter at 14.68. May Chicago wheat up 14 and three quarters at 8.18 and three quarters. May Kansas City wheat is up 17 and a quarter at 8.57 and a quarter. May spring wheat up nine and three quarters at 7.91. Hope you guys had a nice weekend. If you were listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Uh, leave me a rating or review on that Apple app in particular if you have not already. If you guys are watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like these videos, leave me a, con- uh, a comment. All of those things will help YouTube to spread out these videos. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner. Check out my subscription service, $49.99 a month, built to your credit card. You can cancel it at any time. You get my morning email every business day about 6.15 a.m. Central. That email includes every overnight headline you need to be aware of, a ton of weather information, charts, graphics, um, all my grain marketing recommendations. You will also get my subscriber-only videos. Uh, There is a new subscriber-only video every single business day. I did a video on Friday regarding the energy markets. There's been a lot of concern among my customer base, at least, regarding the rising costs of fuel, uh, diesel fuel, all sorts of different things. So I kind of did a breakdown of the charts, uh, the fundamental situation, uh, some things that I'm watching. So if you guys are interested in that sort of content, absolutely give that subscription deal a shot, guys. So the Russia-Ukraine situation appears to have escalated just a little bit over the weekend. Russian President Vladimir Putin announced yesterday that he will recognize recognize two self-proclaimed separatist republics on the Russian border as independent. Russian troops were ordered into these breakaway regions called Donetsk and Luhansk. I'm sure I'm pronouncing those wrong, but uh, Putin called these peacekeeping forces. Ukraine's president said that Russia has merely legalized troops that have been present in these republics since 2014 and assured his citizens that Ukraine's borders were safely guarded. President Biden will issue sanctions today. Executive orders prohibit U.S. investment, trade, and financing to the separatist regions of Ukraine will go into place. One senior U.S. official told Reuters that more severe economic measures would go into place should a full invasion be realized. If you look at the map here, this was a good map that Bloomberg had. These are two regions that are right on the Russian border here. These are are separatist uh, regions that are very much pro-Russia. So I don't know if this is like this counts as, as an invasion necessarily, but uh, it's certainly an escalation in the situation. Uh, you can find any headline you want regarding the situation this morning. You can find headlines that suggest that a full-scale invasion is imminent. You can find headlines suggesting that um, that a diplomatic solution is still very much on the table and possible. So again, the headlines swirl here, but this is, is seen as being an escalation um, in this deal here today. So the grain markets reacted very positively to this Russian news. SRW wheat futures, HRW wheat futures both gapped higher uh, last night. Fresh contract highs were made in Dease corn, Nove beans. Old crop corn futures also pressed 
uh, posted some fresh contract highs. Old crop soybean futures uh, got very close to their early February high, then backed off. Spring wheat futures did not gap higher, but posted their best trade since January. The immediate concern, of course, for these markets would be any supply disruption from the Black Sea region. Uh, I've discussed at length here how Russia and Ukraine would combine for close to 30% of all global wheat exports this year. Ukraine is also a big corn exporter. They've shipped a lot of corn to China. Uh, that's business that could easily become U.S. business, I suppose. But uh, to my knowledge, there has been no disruption to this point of grain exports out of the Black Sea region. But that would be your big implication for the market here. And uh, does that actually happen? I really don't know, but certainly some escalation in the situation here this morning. Uh, to move on, Brazilian soybean harvest is 33% complete. Well-followed group Agrol said that the crop was about a third harvested through last Thursday. Uh, they were only 15% done at this point last year, so way ahead of schedule. AgRural noted that excessive rains in Mato Grosso, which is the country's top soybean producing state, uh, have resulted in some quality issues. They currently estimate the crop at 128.5 million metric tons. Most groups have gravitated toward a number in the mid to upper 120s during the last couple of weeks, so not anything surprising there. Uh, the group said that the country's second corn crop, 53% planted versus 24 last year, so moving along very nicely. Fund traders continue to build length in the soybean market. They were uh, large money managers, were net buyers of another 9,000 contracts in the week ending last Tuesday, according to CFTC. So that puts the funds net long 173,000 contracts at Friday's close, which is fairly rare territory. We've been here a handful of times uh, over the years, but it typically doesn't last very long. Um, we were there back in, in 2021. Uh, we were there for you know periods of time in 16, 17, 18, uh, spent some time there in 2012, also 2014. So the funds are very happy heavily long the soybean market and have been adding to that position. Uh, funds are heavily long the corn market. They were short the SRW wheat market at last Tuesday's close. Guys, this is uh, one of my charts from the newsletter this morning. I send out what I call my fund tracker charts um, every Monday, or in this case, Tuesday morning because of the holiday. If you guys are interested in this, in this sort of stuff, uh, certainly check out that subscription deal. Argentina will see some better rainfall over the next week. Uh, many key corn soybean growing areas will see at least an inch or two inches of rain. Some of these areas further west won't see as much, further north won't see as much. Um, they have drought in Argentina and crop losses are inevitable. These rains, however, could alleviate uh, any additional losses, uh, could put a stop to the losses. The Buenos Aires Grain Exchange said yesterday that crops could continue to see additional losses as a result of ongoing drought. I'm looking at the GFS and the Euro models this morning. They seem to be in decent agreement regarding these rains this week. There's going to be some fairly widespread rain in Argentina's corn and soybean growing areas. So maybe this is something that helps, but still the crops are going to be quite a bit lighter than expected, uh, you know, say three, four months ago. USDA did report a flash sale of soybeans on Friday. Unknown destinations bought about 7 million bushels, about two thirds of that total for new crop delivery. So we've seen an increase in soybean export sales and, and a drastic increase in new crop sales in particular. So if you're a global buyer, if you're China, you know, it's it's certainly in your best interest financially to wait uh, till that new crop time slot when beans are a little bit cheaper, if you can wait. Brazil's still going to ship a lot of beans. Will there be some additional old crop business? Yeah, probably. Uh, to what extent? Uh, I really don't know. 
Energy markets also rallied on the Russian news. The nearby April WTI crude oil contract posted fresh highs, peaked near $95 per gallon overnight. Heating oil also posted uh, fresh highs briefly. Natural gas spiked, then reverted lower. So you've got nervousness again regarding this Russia-Ukraine situation. If if energy flows out of Russia uh, cease, that would be a friendly item for a lot of these energy markets. Uh, Still a lot of traders optimistic regarding the Iran situation and talks aimed at increasing Iranian oil exports. Uh, Still, that news takes a backseat to Russia this morning, certainly. The cattle market finished marginally lower yesterday, um, or I'm sorry, on Friday. Uh, Marginally lower trade in live cattle, lower trade in feeder cattle. Uh, Cash trade was good, 142 mostly last week. The boxes were a few bucks lower. Uh, Slaughter number still good, above above 120,000 again on Friday. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is just marginally lower. The stock market has really clawed its way back. The Dow Jones was down 500 points or more at one point last night. It's only down 60 here this morning. Uh, bonds are about flat. Precious metals up just a little bit. Crude oil is up $2.97 in that April WTI at 93.18, a couple dollars off the highs. Uh, everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.